ever wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. wonder with all the talk about orgasmic birth if orgasmic birth is only for a select few what if you give birth in a hospital for you or your baby's safety i believe a positive orgasmic birth is possible in every situation and for everyone and i define orgasmic birth as a birth with love and connection a birth in your power In our Orgasmic Birth Practitioner Program, we were talking just yesterday all about what is orgasmic birth to each person. And people described orgasmic birth as healing, strengthening, life-changing, and life-affirming. Orgasmic birth, they said, is the key to unlocking the innate wisdom, pleasure, and possibility. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. My guest today is Jenny Coos, aka, I love this, Wolverine, and her husband is joining us, Love Mark. Jenny teaches fertility awareness educators at Justice College International. She is an author and a speaker on fertility awareness and women's health. Swedish love mark, Badu musician, rapper and producer, and she lives in Sweden since age 12, originally from Ghana. Jenny is here to share her birth story with love mark that they call, we got married on that day, choosing to have faith in love and life. Welcome Jenny and love mark. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I apologize if I said any of those names wrong. So please correct us if I did. The surname is Buedu. Oh, thank you. Buedu. Thank you. So I know that you have a very interesting beginning, both in your meeting and in the conception and pregnancy and birth of your baby. And as I began the intro about orgasmic birth means different things to each person. I'd love for you to share kind of your beginnings wherever you want to start with us and take us through how you were preparing for your birth. I rolled the ball to your side. You start right. up again. Okay? <laughs> right. You yeah. pick her up as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the baby right here. Yes. That's our love child. <laughs> there she is. Uh, oh. Yeah, she's five months now. So um, gorgeous. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so as for uh, the term orgasmic, when I uh, had my first child nine years ago, I was already familiar with, I mean, I'd seen the movie. I knew what it was about. I was already working as a doula and these things. So the whole oxytocin connection and all of that was very familiar to me. Yes. And I was hoping for it with my first birth, which was a home birth. 
but it didn't, you know, it didn't really turn out that way. It wasn't really rose petals and, you know, it, it was, it was purple pushing to put it bluntly. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and it was a three day long process. You know, I was very irritated. It was a lot of like too many people around, not the best vibes. It was just a lot of things. And I, I mean, I was proud of the birth, but I didn't feel like I got this, you know, it, it was, I would say it was dignified, but I wouldn't call it strengthening. If you see what I mean. So, so it wasn't like that, ooh, boost or, or that kind of thing. I just, I really had to like push her out by sheer will because nothing was happening, which I succeeded with. So that was good. <laughs> she got out. <laughs> but that was about it. So when we met, I had been wanting a child for a long time, but being single and all that, I'd started to, you know, plan like how, you know, will I ever have another baby yes. in that case? How should I? you know, partner up with a gay friend, <laughs> like, what should I do? You know, and then we met and it was just such, I mean, the ease, uh, um, the ease with everything, yeah. the like love at first sight, a hundred percent, like just, you know, movie-esque, <laughs> the whole experience. And we start, we, and we literally spoke about having children the first, the first night. Yes. <laughs> Incredible, right? Wow. Yeah. So Soulmates. Yes, yes definitely. Yes. It was like that. So obviously being in the, because the reason we are soulmates are really, we have the same vibe. We have the same zest for life. We have just, just we're really juicy people in general, like a lot of joie de vivre. And <laughs> so obviously I was like, yes, now I'm going to have the birth of my dreams. Like, we're, I'm, you know, we're going to do it at home. Everything. Yeah. And I started preparing you, like I showed you films. It was the business of being born, yes, everything. Lot of, like yeah. home birth clips on YouTube. I started brainwashing him instantly. Like, now nah, so we're going to do this, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I <She> mean, <laughs> and he was game. So that was nice. Yes. And uh, I mean, you have three children from Prior, before, yeah, from before, you know, with born in the hospital, yeah. as you do in Sweden. I mean, here, home birth is really out of it's the not the it tone. Is, so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty unusual. And obviously that was what yeah. I wanted to give you that experience yeah. of like, oh, well, like, wow, we could do a home birth yes. and, you know, because I've done it before. Mm. And then on our routine ultrasound in week 20, we learned that then Sally here has a rare condition, which is called heterotaxy, oh. which basically meant what we knew from the beginning was yeah. that she had the stomach on the wrong side. Yes. Uh, so that everything was basically mirrored in her torso and, and abdominal. And so all the organs were like basically a little bit jumbled. And that's nothing that grows away. And it's also connected to some serious heart issues for most of the people who get the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So immediately my dream of a home birth was like, nope, well, like we, nope. we went straight into the medicalized, you know, we had ultrasounds every week. We had like so many different, um, just checkups mm -hmm. to see whether she was at all fit to be born vaginally. Yes. So at the end, when we got the clear to even give birth vaginally in the hospital, I was overjoyed because I've been fearing for four months that I might even have to have a planned cesarean because we didn't know would she'll need heart surgery, what's going to happen, you know? So, so that was a hard couple of months and it yes. really put yes. our relationship, like we were really new at that point. So we we had six months together. Six months together. When we found yeah. out. Uh, and that what were some of the things that got you through that time? How did you, what was your mechanisms for connection? And yeah, when we got the, uh, what do you call the information about her condition? Yes, because that must like, have been hard. Yeah, very hard, very hard indeed. So we decided, okay, we, can we take a walk? We have to process the whole information. So we took a walk and went to a diner. 
and we sat down and we just knew right there, like, okay, this is what we were going to do. We, this is the, we're not going to give up for abortion because they gave us a choice about. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's important. That's, that's important. key information. That's the key information. Because, yeah, they did. Because they, when, when they found out, when they confirmed the result, they were like, okay, we want to do an amniocentesis. We yes. want to do this and that. And there's the option of abortion. But then you would have to go through with that, like within the next week, because yeah. in two weeks, it's too it's late. Too late. You know, it, yeah. it's going to be illegal by that time. So, so that was, of course, a very hard blow for us. Yeah. And that moment at the diner, that's what caused the title of, of this whole, uh, <laughs> of our story yes. is that we sat there and we just felt like, I think you, you were the one who told me first, because I wanted to be careful. Yeah. But I was like, we're a new couple. I can't really assume that you yeah, want to raise there. a potentially very sick child with me for the rest of our lives. Yes. You know, I, I can't just assume that. So I was kind of careful, like, okay, do you want to do the amnesthesis first, check for other syndromes to, you know, see how bad it is and blah, blah, blah. And you were just like, no, nah, like, we're, we're going to take what God gave us. And we're strong enough yeah. to love this child and care for this child. We have four other healthy children. We have family members. Mm. We're still relatively young and at least filled with energy. <laughs> she wants to be in on this, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, this yeah. is her story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was just such a huge moment and such a relief for me to hear you say that you were like, no, I don't, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do the amniocentesis. We don't need to know, you know, how bad it is or what other syndromes she has. It's just, we want to love this child. She came to us. So whatever we need to deal with, we're going to do yeah, that. And for us to, to make that decision again, as a very new couple, that was like, that's more important than yeah. any marriage, Anything. any ceremony, Right. like us saying, we agree to be bound together for, uh, yeah. to care for this child, possibly for the rest of our lives. I mean, why do we need a marriage after that? Yeah, we do. So beautiful. What a heartwarming story. I, my mm -hmm. eyes are, you know, yeah. filling with some tears and I just feel it through my body. Just powerful faith and in every way, right? And mm -hmm. in, in each other to come together at that time. So take us forward from that you know, time in the diner, you made such a powerful, blessed decision about your lives and her life. How yeah. did you proceed in the pregnancy to continue to prepare for birth and find strength and keep your love strong? I mean, we actually have this very well documented yes. and like up on every social media platform, which is an unusual answer to that question. I think we decided very early on, actually, I think even before we got pregnant, that we we just felt this this sync that we have the the flow that we have with our we like the same music we move the same way we have the same kind of humor so we started putting up just a phone in the kitchen while we were cooking and and having music on and we would dance and we just like made little clips and just threw it yes. out on the internet uh, and see if anyone else got the vibe which they did, they did you know too. so we we've done that throughout the pregnancy just seeing the belly grow and. And when we found out, you know, about the possibility yeah. mm -hmm. of her being very sick, which, as you can see, she isn't, actually, <laughs> right. but we'll get to that later. But she's perfectly fine, actually. She's just very different on the inside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she's perfectly healthy. But to, to basically safeguard her health, we wanted to drench her in oxytocin. Like that was, yes. there's nothing we can do. I mean, we can't move her organs. There's no, no supplement nothing. in the world that I can take that's going to move 
any of her internal organs to the other side or twist them around or whatever. So we thought, you know, the best thing we can do for her is really to like give her really good blood flow. Make sure that that we're both nourished, especially me, that I'm, you know, rested and nourished. And to have that, like really bathe her in joy and love as much as possible. And we're convinced that this is one of the reasons why she has like basically no... Effects, effects of this, of this condition, know. yeah. Best conscious decision we ever made. And I have to say, having watched your videos, your joy and love just jumps across the screen, oh. right? Like everyone who's listening, you're going to have to jump over and look at their videos and follow because I agree with you. I think that making a choice between fear and love, right? was a huge decision. And I like really hope everyone that's listening takes that in wherever you are in life, right? We always can choose between fear and love. So take us further because you were dancing and cooking and creating oxytocin, bathing her in love. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking pretty consciously about, you know, all this love, all this oxytocin for all I know about oxytocin, being a doula, working with women's health. I was like, if we can do anything to improve her blood flow to actually build all those vessels that she needs, because again, we didn't know how, where everything was that would have to be scanned as she came out. We just knew about some of the organs that you can see on an ultrasound. And they were, of course, trying with the heart, like look, trying looking to see if there was anything, any anomalies with the heart. But I was like, well, you know, if the heart is the biggest risk, then that's what we that's need to work on: blood flow, course, blood yeah. flow, blood flow. Make sure that she has that. And yeah, it worked. it worked. It also worked in the sense that we now have a baby who sleeps best when there's music and a lot of people doing stuff in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> see, that was a very I nice side it. effect. A plus, huge plus. <laughs> Huge plus, and hopefully soon as she starts enjoying food, she's going to love your cooking too. <laughs> she's already started, actually. She's very, very happy about This yeah. is a very you know, joyous baby in every way. So that was the plan. But again, with in terms of the birth, we really didn't know. So for me, it was having waited for so many years mm. to do this again, I was really, really stoked yeah. about giving birth yeah, again. Me too. I was so... <laughs> I yeah, mean, you yeah. wanted to do it differently I, as yeah, well. Wanted to participate course. in a different way than you had before, yeah. right? Right. You wanted to be more hands-on. Was my yes. impression, right? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yeah. So, 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 how did this go? So, take us through the actual story. <laughs> yeah. So, so in the end, we got the clear to to give birth in hospital mm-hmm. at the hospital where we were doing all the checks because they wanted the neonatal team. That's called the NYCU, right? Yes. The neonatal team. They were gonna, you know, be on you know, on call basically to see if she needed anything right after birth. So, so again, we had to go into the hospital and, you know, I was a little bit sad about that, but I I wrote a really like strong birth letter to say, you know, that mostly consisted of no's like no to this, no to that. (laughs) Because that's the kind of gal I am. You know what you want. But again, when we came in, finally, I mean, we should take it from the beginning really, but when we came in that birth letter, it was just like, Basically, none of it <laughs> happened the way that we thought we it was going Oh, the nose became, yes. <laughs> like, okay, I guess we need that one. Yeah, I guess that, we need that uh, one. So, yeah, but that's a later story. So let's okay. take it from the beginning, I guess. So we came in? No, not when we came in. Like, well, before, the, the four days before we the came in. Really, yeah, it... talk about when labor began. <laughs> How did things begin and what was that like? Well, effect, okay. All right, so 
during the pregnancy, I'd been writing a book on fertility awareness right. as well. And there was a lot of things with that, with the release of the mm-hmm. book that happened in like late April. So all of May was like Every promotion. Yeah. I had a lot of like big job related gigs yes. that I had to go through it. And I kept saying like she was expected mid June, mm-hmm. but I was like, as long as she stays in, you know, May out, like she cannot come in May because I am too busy. Too <laughs> too and uh, yeah, so I, I was actually pretty stressed at that time. Yeah. I had I had students to graduate. I had, you know, just a lot of things to do. And basically the minute that I felt like, oh, it's yeah. easing up, mm-hmm. it's easing up. Like I can, I can, I can start to I relax. Start, yeah. I remember we were sitting, we had, we had two apartments at that time. We actually didn't live together yeah, properly yeah. yet because we had such a hard time finding a big enough apartment for all of our okay. five kids. Yeah. So we were still in different apartments some night and I called him in the evenings as we do. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, today was just, I got emotional. I bought baby clothes. I just feel like, it's, I don't yeah, know, it got time, to me. Yeah. Like she's a person, she's not a concept. She's not, you know, like this person is coming through and it's no longer, you know, just a project. Yeah. My real, pregnancy is no real. longer a project it's along, real. you know, all the other projects that, that I had. Like now it's becoming real. He was like, now it's becoming real. <laughs> <laughs> You're in week 39, love, but okay. You know? And I was like, yeah, but I'm just feeling so emotional. Like these little baby clothes, I bought the first ones. And then I went into the be- bedroom after like hanging up and found the mucus plug. There you Listen. go. Like, yes. Oh, you know, there, yeah. There's the explanation. It's just like, you know, when you get your period and it just makes sense of the whole week that came before the period, you go like, ah, that was why I was crying at the commercials, you know? <laughs> so that was exactly the same feeling. I was like, oh, I was so emotional. Like, oh, okay, I'm actually opening up. And then the next day I had, I had, you know, some contractions. I had a little bit of water uh, coming through. And that then went on. For a full four days, yes, which drove me insane. Insane. <laughs> I kept my distance. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I was so frustrated, but it was also we had the kids that week, and we had all the kids, and we have, you know, his children. They come every other week, and so so every other week we have a lot of kids in the house, and they were there that weekend. Yes. So it was just so noisy, so much going on, and I wanted to really get labor going because I had pretty consistent, like I had pretty strong, I felt they were, you know, this, this is something, it's not just a Braxton Hicks or something like it's, it's pretty much on. I wasn't pain. Right. But, and uh, so we just, we danced and we like, we did. We usually did. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I started like moving and I made sounds and it was like, Oh, come on, come on. And then nothing just like, it just kept on the same vibe. And every time I went to take a nap, it just stopped. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know, after the nap, I'm going to be, you know, invigorated. I'm going to have stronger contractions. It's going to come along. No, nothing. So it actually took that we, returned all of our children to other caretakers yes. uh, like my first daughter went to her grandmother and and your other yeah. two kids you know gotcha. went to their mother so when everybody left it took like half an hour and i was squatting on yes. the kitchen floor yes <laughs> so you tell us what happened next after me squat when you came home after meeting the year how did you find me squatting <laughs> in pain <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, Take me back. Take me back. So you I came, came in. You, you, yeah. you came home, and I think we mm-hmm. forced you force fed me a little bit of something. Right. <laughs> you were like, eat, woman. You couldn't eat. I said, well, you, you needed to eat something. You get 
Yes, Afterwards, I think you went to sleep, right? You went to bed. You needed a rest. We, we yeah. said that we were going to take a nap. I told you, like, download one of these apps. Yes. Right? The contraction measuring apps to see how close Same they were. Yeah. yeah. And you, you downloaded it and opened it, and it took, like, three contractions. And it was like, go to now, the hospital. Now. Leave. Now. Leave. I'm like, what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit shocking. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, no, it can't be time yet. Let me go into the bathroom and, and you know, like shower warm, yes. take care of that stuff, right? And then you were in the bed trying to take a nap until you heard me projectile vomit all over the bathroom. That was, <laughs> yes. So he came in and he's like, no, we're leaving. Love, we're leaving. Yeah. Like, you're not, you're not singing in the candlelight here. Like, no. you, you are, <laughs> you're all over the floor right yes. now. So, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's distracted. <laughs> so we we went in. Mm -hmm. And I remember crawling on all fours to the car and yes. out of the car. Out of the car. I had to park the car. So you're rolling by yourself on the yeah. floor, crawling. Yeah. On the, the floor. Oh, on the asphalt. On oh, the asphalt. Yeah, <laughs> on the asphalt outside. Yeah. Before you came in, in uh, yeah. to the hospital. So yeah. I parked the car. I came back. You were already in. Mm. On all fours. On all fours. In the yeah. foyer. And I mean, my sense was that, you know, I had been in like, whatever you want to call it, pre-labor, early labor, latency, like it's it's all fluid, right? But it had been for four days. So I was like, okay, now it's really, you know, this is it, right? And I was in having given birth one time before, I was like, you know, I know these kind of pains. These are like almost transition pains. Like it's very, it was full on. And I had, you know, less than a minute between contractions. So I was like, this is Just it. Say we're ready. We come in, yeah. we get hooked up to the CTG because that one we couldn't avoid. And they check me and I'm two centimeters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was so wrong. Yes. So, I mean, I was pissed off. You told me. Very that. pissed off. Yeah. Very, very pissed off. <laughs> Understandable, of course. Yeah, but you told but me that's yeah. pretty rude to people. <laughs> Not rude, but you know, to your to your condition, we understood it. But you know, you were, you were a little rough, a little bit rough, of course, a little rough. I was angry about everything. Yeah. But what happened? Yeah, I mean, they took the CTG, and that was the issue because it really wasn't looking good. And given her condition and everything, yeah. I mean, we were just happy to be able to again give birth vaginally, but we didn't know how this was going to affect mm -hmm. her. And when the doctors then said, you know, that she called the obstetrician, so so in Sweden you have a midwife. Primarily a midwife and a nurse. And then if needed, yes. you get the obstetrician or the anesthesiologist and all those kind of things. So she called the doctor pretty much immediately and said, hey, like this is not looking good. Mm -hmm. So that, of course, was worrying, you know, but it was just so intense. I didn't get a break yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. So obviously that was worrying. But at the same time, I felt like, you know, I, I didn't believe it because I didn't feel... So she was in yeah. trouble. I just had this really strong sense of she's okay. Yeah, she's okay, but it's you know it's soon. So I couldn't I couldn't piece together in my head what they were saying about two centimeters, mm -hmm. and I was like, but no, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm just feeling like we're close. Yeah. And again, I've done I've done this before. The first time I was stuck on nine centimeters for six hours straight. I know what nine centimeters feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so. And this was like, I, it, it doesn't make sense. But she was like, well, at least you're effaced. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was supposed to, you know, comfort me. But now in hindsight, I understand that that was actually the ticket. The fact that I was effaced because from then it was so quick. Mm. So I think we were in there like all in all 
three or four hours. Yes, at most. Something like that. Uh, that was quick. Yeah. And yeah. by two hours, I mean, and they were doing all sorts of tests on her head, you know, the the lactic acid, is that? Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and with the screw, the, you know, the electric fetal monitor. monitor. Yeah. I had to be hooked up entirely. So they had to do that so that I could move at all. And, you know, it was, I had to be on my back, which was excruciating, you know, for them to do, you know, with the speculum and everything. It was terrible. So I felt like just, you know, all of these things that I've been hoping and wishing for. And we had a bag full of like, we had, you know, lights, lights music, and snacks. And I was just like screaming yeah. at him, like, massage me harder and come again. And he was like, uh, already? Again? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you just finished, <laughs> you just finished the last one. Yes, it is another, you know. So uh, it was just like really, I would call it raging. It just felt like the whole process was really raging. And eventually they let me go from some of the, you know, they were like, okay, let's just see what happens. So I went into the bathroom. And at that point, I remember I was so upset with you for not you getting upset tickets. with everybody. <laughs> I was very upset. No, but I was yeah, in the was, bathroom yeah. showering my belly uh, with, with the hot water. And that was like the only thing that was that helping, decently. Yeah. yeah. And you were standing in the doorway and you still had like your hat on and a cold. hoodie. It was cold. You, you thought it was cold. I mean, they're naked and screaming. And I was like, why aren't you naked too? He's like, the nurses are coming in and out, love. Like, I can't just stand naked at the hallway. But I'm your shepherd. But yeah, you know how it is. I know. I know how it is. But right as I was standing in the shower, I was feeling like, okay, because I could actually give in. Like the, the one part of the orgasmic birth that I felt that I could still hold on to again with everything I know and I've, I've helped women in labor a number of times you know and and I really wanted to give in so that was what I was doing I was like okay whatever happens the best I can do to move this along quickly because this is excruciating is to just really open up in every way I can so I was standing in there in the darkness like using all the oxytocin you know tricks that we have in the book and I really started feeling like, wow, you know, it, something is different already. And they had just like 10 minutes before told me that, you know, you're just four centimeters open. And again, I was super angry about that because I, again, it, it just mean, didn't make sense to me. Didn't That wasn't how I felt. And I'm standing in there. And I'm like, oh, but something's happening now. This is good. This is good. I'm I'm getting something. I mean, she's she's moving. And and at that point, they're rushing in, like the doctor and the midwife and everyone's rushing in, telling me, get out of the shower. You can't stand like that. The baby's super stressed. Yes, yeah. And again, I'm like, no, she's not no. stressed. But you know, if you tell me she is, I you know, I have to comply basically. But I was like, okay, you can't stand up. You can't step. That stresses the baby. You have to get all fours. Mm -hmm. Get on all fours up on the bed. And at that point, I told, I told the midwife, like, basically, I was like, you know, you know what? Like, I think I'm having, like, a pushing urge. I don't know if that's okay <laughs> at four centimeters, but that's what I'm feeling. You know, maybe that's what's stressing her. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, like, oh, we actually, we want this baby to come out quickly. Yeah, because yes. we're, like, more, we're not going to give you pitocin at this point. Like, mm -hmm. we're about to giving you Bricanil to slow it down. Because it's, again, was just so, the contractions were so intense. Mm -hmm. So, so she was happy about me saying that apparently. And she was like, well, you know, if you want to push, push. I was like, can I do that from four centimeters <laughs> like that? You know, I'm, I'm going to rip my cervix. I don't want to, you know, like that, that sounds dangerous. And she was like, well, you know, you're a second time mom, yeah. you know, maybe I'm really happy the midwife did this because kudos to her for saying something very un you know unmedical yeah. yeah she was like mm -hmm. you know what i've seen mothers give birth quickly before mm -hmm. 
you look like you maybe can do this, you know? So go for it if that's your urge. Yes. And by doing that, she actually overruled the doctor, which is not really her place in the hierarchy of the hospital. Mm -hmm. Because the doctor was like, she wanted to... Just come in there, yeah. She wanted to, like, get, you know, some saline solution in my uterus and see if there was a a cord prolapse. And, you know, there was a a lot of stuff that she wanted to do. But the midwife was like, no, let her try. Let her try. She seems to know what she's doing. Yes. And I get up on all fours. Yes, on the bed. On the bed. Yeah. I mean, happy wasn't on the back again. Right. So she, I have, she said all fours. She was like, I think that's the best for baby, like least stress to her heart or whatever is going on. And she says, okay, we'll try to push if that's what you want to do when I do. <laughs> and then she says, okay, daddy, you can come around and catch. And again, yes. this, is, this is 15 wow. minutes after they said four centimeters. Right. So you can uh, come around and catch it. We were both like, what? I panicked. I panicked. <laughs> you panicked? I panicked a you little bit. You panicked. I, enough for two, like five seconds. Like, what? Yeah. So I had to gather myself. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And you went around. I went around. Second push, what happened? Second push, I saw the head and I felt something. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> liquid. <laughs> Hold on, we're liquid. <laughs> Just gush it out. And um, I think... Yeah, one more push or two. Yeah, no, one. It, well, was, it, it was three pushes left. all in all. So three pushes. So, yeah, and she was push, out. And boom, she just, I held her. And everything just felt perfect. <laughs> yeah, everything just, I was just so relieved yeah. I was so that I managed. Yeah, and I, but I couldn't believe it. It was kind of, it was on the verge of being so quick that I couldn't register what happened, what happened but I still thing. did. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy amazing. I wasn't shocked by it amazing. because I could have been because it was just such a, turn around so quickly but on the topic of of uh, you know orgasmic and being orgasmic i think i wrote this in our blog post as well is that right in those moments my greatest wish was to get her out because i just gotten the clear to like okay you can push Mm -hmm. which to me was incredible like you can't push from four centimeters but since she said nah Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna trust you and you're gonna trust you Right, yes. which is the best quality in a midwife ever. So, so you know, do what you feel like doing. And I was just like, you know, we, she just needs to get out because I felt that that's what she wants to do. She is literally like, you know, she's climbing out. I can feel her doing that. And it's her that's pushing. Like, I'm not, you know, I didn't have to do anything, which again, a huge difference from my first birth where I, you know, again, I was stood still with like this hard edge of the cervix that didn't want to let go, like a turtleneck on baby's head. And, <laughs> you know, and so for me, I didn't even have pushing her just really with my first, but this time it was like, you know, God is just squeezing yes. you like a tube. <laughs> and I was like, I can't stop this. And I felt that's her will, mm-hmm. you know, that's what she wants to yes. do. She, if, yeah. if I have another, like uh, any kind of intervention at this mm-hmm. point, if they're going to check me again, if they're going to do anything to me, you know, that might actually not happen because I was so scared that they're going to go in with any kind of, you know, give me some drug or any kind of intervention, right? Uh, And I just feel if I don't do it now, if I don't get her out now, that's going to happen. Then I have six more hours of this. Mm -hmm. And I can't do it. I literally, it's going to kill me. Like, that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, it's so intense. I can't do it. So I was just like, okay, let me push. And what I thought was so orgasmic about that experience even though it wasn't you know romantic and and all of that it was just very kind of quick and like rushed in a sense but during the pregnancy I learned how to squirt bringing it yeah Yeah. I mean because I'd never done that before right 
but you know the oh please, please. kudos oh, please. <laughs> to my not here but <laughs> he taught me how to do that so that was something that i experimented a lot with during the pregnancy like how how to use my muscles to like mindfully squirt and like how do i ejaculate what happens if i push this muscle that muscle and i was already pretty aware like yeah, you know the things you know i yeah. know my muscles basically mm. so for me that was that was a big thing to to learn how to you know basically direct my fluids and my muscles. So at that moment, I was like, okay, how do I get her out the quickest? Because it's one thing to just follow the pushing urge, but I was like, I'm gonna make it fast. So <laughs> I used the same technique, and that's probably why it worked yeah. so quickly. <laughs> yeah, and she can. That's so important. I think so many people don't realize, right? We don't connect birth to our sexuality and understanding the fullness of female sexuality and what our bodies can do. So my heart is singing in your whole entire birth story because you had such trust and faith and wisdom collectively, like all three of you, right? Because she was certainly such a part of the whole pregnancy and birthing process. But Really hearing too, I heard also when you were in the shower, your words of kind of opening up, of kind of letting go of surrender to the process too, right, is often such a transformation, both in sex and in birth, is to be able to get out of your head and just fully feeling the experience and rather than embracing it as only pain, but embracing it in its fullness allowed you also to open so quickly. And yeah. I have to say, I love your midwife. Like, I hope yeah. she's listening because uh, I want to say my own thank you to your midwife, right. even the all fours position. So mm-hmm. many people don't realize how important it is to birth leaning forward. And mm-hmm. when you lean forward, and you'll have to listen to our podcast on the clitoris's role in labor, but when you lean forward, that was giving you more of that stimulation that also helped with mm-hmm. utilizing the muscles that allow you to squirt and helping that a fetus ejection reflex. So So many things came together. And then I think we always have to look up into the eyes of someone that holds faith in us and faith in birth. And your midwife so beautifully did that. Thank you so much. We're so grateful for her, everything Mm. she did for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because given that this was the kind of birth I mean, the setting, the hospital setting was the kind of birth that I really didn't want, actually. I was not looking forward to that. But but because of how she met us and how she, I mean, even when she... Or even when, yeah, when we <laughs> went through the list in the birth letter <laughs> stuff, and she was like, I really want to yeah. respect this. Yes. But I want to ask you on this, this, and this clause here yeah. if you would be willing to to mm. be a little lenient on that point, yeah. like, because we might need this, we this, might need that. She was just, great, you know, just really asking for consent, being respectful, yes. trusting my body, just, yes, everything that a midwife should be in a hospital setting. In a hospital setting, yes. right. So for me, that that led to the experience still being the strength. Very positive. Indeed. Yes. But you too, and I'm sure everyone listening, not just me, you're going to be surrounded with people that said your own faith in your body and your love and surrounding, you know, each other with that love 
what a beautiful story of, you know, learning that there was a challenge, but allowing your faith, your belief, and your love Mm -hmm. to really surround you, to come through that in a way that served you all so, so well. So I want to just like, I'm so touched by your story and just want to honor the three of you and how special it is to really see you and hear your story. But I, what if you had to give just a short word of wisdom to someone that might be listening and whatever it might be that might be their challenge in their pregnancy, what would you recommend to them? Yeah. In their pregnancy in or the their place. birth? In either. You choose. Either in pregnancy or birth. In pregnancy, the n- nourishment means a lot of things. Nourishment is not just, you know, what supplements you take or what you eat or not eat. The vibe, the good vibe, by which I mean the flow of oxytocin, yes. you know, the the spirit that you live in during those months mm. will make a huge difference. I've been thinking a lot about this in terms of, you know, comparing actually the nervous system and the reaction pattern of my two daughters, which are very, very different. And I can spot personally like just key moments in the pregnancy or key vibes, like general vibes in the pregnancy that form them and, you know, how they react to things, their stress levels, their the whole like parasympathetic, sympathetic wiring is something that I believe you can really lay a ground for Mm -hmm. during pregnancy. Yes, indeed. So we've been talking a lot about that with all of our kids. Yes. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Like what happened during the pregnancy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like that. You know, yeah, yeah. To, this is to realize really, that yeah. nourishment is also mm-hmm. the the hormonal environment that you give to your child in terms of, you know, not just estrogen and progesterone, but the things that you can actually affect mm-hmm. with, you know, how you feel. So, so for us, that was a huge thing. And in birth, I mean, since this is the orgasmic birth podcast, I have to draw that parallel, right? Because <laughs> when I was in that, yes. you know, the dark bathroom, I'm showering with the water and everything. And I just wanted things to speed along because I felt this is really, you know, it's overpowering and I don't know how much I can go on. So let me just open as much as possible, as quickly as possible to get this rolling. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, when you have an orgasm or you're trying to have an orgasm, if you start thinking about Ikea constructions or golf or anything (laughs) else, you know, you're going to halt it. Right. So you have to clear your mind. You have to just like poof to be able to be there in the moment. And that was exactly the the tool that I use. Like, okay, how do I really let go and give myself to what my body is doing so that she can be more effective because Mm -hmm. she's working and I don't want to halt her. Uh, I don't want to stop her. And I know that this is the exact same wiring in orgasm as it is in birth Mm -hmm. i know what's happening and if i start you know Mm -hmm. thinking about what's happening outside of this bathroom like all the tubes that they might put in me and needles and lights and people i don't know and doors that flap open you know there was a lot of things and what i did was actually i kept my eyes closed do you remember that i had my eyes closed almost the whole Mm -hmm. time that's also but was yeah Mm -hmm. Like even even when they were doing their examinations and I had to be on my back and <laughs> you know all those things, I just had my eyes closed because I felt like that's one thing I can do yeah. to shut out yeah, yeah. all of these disruptive things that might you know cause me not to come. <laughs> so, so what? You know, right. what can I do? close your eyes, right? Just like yes. if, you, if you're lying on your back and somebody is eating you out, mm. 
You know, you don't want to start thinking about how you how you look fat around your belly yeah, or, yeah, or you know, you know, you don't want to start thinking about how your boss treated you at work today, right? Because then it's never gonna so, come. So I used the yeah. exact same thing. I was like, how would I, you know, how would I do if I want something to really come along at least, right? Mm -hmm. So shut my eyes, just be in the moment, just yeah, zone in entirely. So that's my best advice. Such beautiful advice. Thank you so much, Wolverine. And and I want to say, love, Mark, I think it's important to the other dads out there. What would your advice be? Please, please be supportive. Be there. Listen. And really uh, just be aware. Just be affectionate. You know, be uh, physical. Be um, Do everything you can. To show that love, that love, you know, love is very important. To participate. To participate. Just be there. Be, be, yeah. Be aware of what's going on. Listen. Listen. As a man, you, you would never know how, to, how it feels to be pregnant. So you have to listen. Put your ego aside and just, just listen. For the woman's sake or your own sake? No, no, for my own sake and for the woman's sake. To, you know, just to be in tune. Be in tune and listen. If you don't know something, ask. Because you might say some crazy things. And as a man, you might just like, oh, my God. Here we go again. No, no, it's not about that. <laughs> just listen to what she does. Yeah, be there for your woman and just love each other. Take care of them. The future coming and everything would be great. That's my advice. Love each other. Thank you so much. Now, I know that everybody listening wants to see you guys in your kitchen, cooking and loving and dancing. How can people get in touch with you and follow you? Yes, go ahead. Right. Uh, so our accounts are Wolverine, uh, as in Volvo, <laughs> and Wolverine, Wolverine, yeah. Wolverine uh, underline love mark. Yes. So we're on both Instagram and TikTok. Then I have all of my, if you're interested in what I do with fertility awareness, menstrual cycle charting and all those things, it's just Wolverine. So yeah, that's, that's how you find me. I have a website. I have two Instagram accounts, one in English, one in Swedish. You can always hit the translate button. So. Fantastic. And we will put all that in the show notes. So for those of you that are listening, make sure you look wherever you're listening or watching in the show notes and you'll have all the links to click to follow Wolverine. And also know if you want to see them and you're listening, jump over to the Orgasmic Birth YouTube channel and see this interview too. We hope that you enjoyed their story as much as I did. What an inspiration. I want to thank all three of you so much for joining us today. Thank and you. those that are listening, if you have a story, an orgasmic birth, birth story, however or wherever you gave birth, we'd love to hear from you too. So definitely follow us too on Orgasmic Birth on TikTok or on Instagram and message us if you'd like to join us on our podcast. So thank you all so much again. Thank you to everyone listening. And we hope you'll continue to follow our Orgasmic Birth podcast. Please rate us and leave a comment because we really value your feedback and that helps us reach more and inspire others to give birth in a way that they find orgasmic and full of love. So everyone have a blessed day. Uh... 
Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Thank you.